Oh my gosh, we're live and I didn't even turn on my light yet. Okay, let me turn the lights on. Oh, let me put my clothes on. Hold on. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm dressed. I, 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 I didn't think I was ready there for a moment. I got my pants on. You don't have to have pants on for our podcast. That's what we should have called it, the No Pants Podcast. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I actually had it open. I had I had the YouTube video win window open on my page, so it kicked in. And I'm like, whoa, wait, I got an echo. Whoops. 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 Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody, or good afternoon, wherever you are at. Another Friday. Yay. What are you up to this week? I'm just curious. Before we get into the business stuff, what are you up to this week? Oh, my God. As you know, we're trying to sell our house, and that is so stressful. I have to say, it feels like the college like you're trying to get into college and the, wait a minute. What's that like? No, here's, I know. I trust me. I've never been there, but you know how you hear how parents are saying, we're, Oh my God, I hope they get into this college. And I hope and they're waiting for those letters and they've sent them all out and they're waiting to hear, am I in, am I in? Did I get accepted? Did I get accepted? And I swear to God, that's what it's like buying a house. Do they like it? Do they not? Are they going to bid on it? What's going on? So it's very nerve wracking. It's another piece of the puzzle that I'm, I can't wait to get past. So okay, here we go. Here we go. Here's your, here's your sign. You are in. Have a drink. Have a drink. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, I love it. Have a drink. I should have had a stiff one right now. <laughs> I okay. I, I I went to the doctors this morning and I had to draw blood and everything. So I didn't like I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna start sipping yet. But anyway, my my afternoon podcast got canceled. So I'm like, you know what? I was almost gonna start drinking early today. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> so I was not? going, I was supposed to, I was supposed to like my whole week on week got thrown off weird. So um uh, hey, that has a ring to it, the no pants podcast. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Robert. <laughs> That's going to be our new hashtag. No pants podcast. No pants podcast. I actually got to change. I got to change my banners. Even I didn't, I didn't do any of the prep work this week. uh, Like I normally do. And I don't know why. That's okay. Life happens. I mean, didn't you have an incident a couple weeks ago with cats and equipment? Are we all back up to stuff or kind of equipment in place now or what? Kind of. I still have, I still have like a hundred some files. I got to get off that damn computer over there and onto this computer. And I don't know when I'm going to do or how I'm going to do it. So you can always use the handy dandy little passport. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I love these things. I love these things. Wait a minute. Two Here's the catch that I've learned. Two is, terabytes for 70 bucks. Um, no, this one here, the hard drive that is in this one here is the old hard drive out of that computer. Oh. And I'm going to take the hard, because I this I, repl- I replaced that hard drive a year ago. I'm going to take that hard drive out and put it back in this box and connect it in. Because I went to plug this one in to check stuff and was like, oh my God, all the operating system for Apple is on this and everything. Good thing anyway. you have it and hasn't been, I mean, it hasn't been corrupted. It just kind of got. Just that, no, that one there was just too slow because it was the old fashioned uh, hard drive. And this is yeah. the um, the, the solid state I put in here. Uh, this new computer has a fusion. So it's half solid state. Had It's weird. Don't get me started on solid state. I may just. Oh, quiver in my <laughs> I know. I like the solid Love state. Solid state. Oh. The no see, there's our new hashtag, the no pants podcast. Spread it <laughs> just don't let it get out. <laughs> yeah, just don't stand up while you're no. Yeah, no, don't stand up. And don't go to the bathroom and take the camera with you. I'm just saying. I would never do that. <laughs> oh my god, there was one out there where this woman literally was on a meeting. She got up. She took her phone with her, set it down on the toilet, and you got to see her pull her pants down, get on the toilet, do her little thing, pick up, <laughs> and everybody's yelling at her, Margaret, Margaret, you're still on camera, Margaret. But she had it on mute, so she couldn't hear anybody. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, hard. all right, you know what I mean? I Can I be a man for a minute? You and I know each other personally very well. Can I be a man for a minute? Go for it. So did the carpet match the drapes? Ah! 
I wouldn't know. They they kind of X'd that part out. So I'm no, pretty sure they did after a while. But like, if you were on that call and you're a man, that's the first thing you're checking. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> and now she's everywhere <laughs> in YouTube land to be seen forever. She'll never live that down. But, but I'm curious if it was a guy doing it. All right. Would you girls go? Size matters. Well, there was another one where there was a guy in his room, didn't realize his camera was still on, and he put himself on mute and started to change his clothes, including taking his underwear off right on camera. And people were screaming at him, too. <laughs> it's just like they wait a minute, wait a minute, but they put themselves on mute, but they don't turn the camera off. No. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, the stories that will come up with. Just think, later down the road, Zoom will be like so way out there, and we'll be doing this on a regular basis that we'll be we'll be looking back and saying, "Oh, remember the old days when we first started doing Zoom and we were working from home and trying to figure it all out." Now look where we've come. I'm just saying. Will it will it be the bloopers of Zoom? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I like it. New it's hashtag Zoom bloopers. The Zoom bloopers. Yeah. Just anyway. like the TV bloopers used to have, what, Dick Clark on it? Do you remember that? I do. Oh, I'm dating myself. What can I say? Well, shall we get dig into our first topic? I think we should I think we should dig in, uh, let the people know that we still do some business on here other than good call. <laughs> That's useful. <laughs> so I thought this was a great topic, email etiquette. Because email etiquette. So many people still have a hard time. I mean, they're still trying to figure out Zoom and that type of thing in regards to etiquette. But it still astounds me how people still have a hard time when it comes to email etiquette. And and I think the biggest thing is it really is a telltale sign on when you send an email to somebody when you're stressed out, how um, what kind of a person you are, because here's the deal. I always tell my clients this before you answer back to an email because you're pissed and you're upset, but you should hit the pause button and walk away, then come back and reread it. And if you were sent that same email, how would you react as it's worded? And I'm nine times out of 10, you'd probably say, dear God, thank God I didn't send this out. This would have been a disaster. So I, I mean, and it's something that people still do. They all tell him, blah, 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 send. Yeah. And then it's too late. So I just, it's one of those things that drives me crazy that, and, and we can't do it in the heat of the moment, just like with any arguments, we got to walk away and take a breath and then come back into it. And well, the other thing too. But you, but you, but you, but yeah, but you also have their, you know what I mean? Responding to, to when they come. All right. Yeah. And yeah. You know what I mean? It. My thought when I looked at the two of those things for our topic today was number one, it, it the buck stops here. You got to stop it wherever wherever it is. All right. If you make the mistake and send it out, when it comes back, it's now up to you to stop it. You know what I mean? I totally. Agree. All right. So if you get it, all right, it's up to you to stop it. If you send it, all right, get prepared for the response and you decide when you're going to stop it. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. um, that's my thought on that. I have to be the bigger person. Yeah. The other thing that brought, drives me nuts too is when people become spammy and tricky and salesy. And when I say tricky, they'll say that, you know, they're, they're coming across stating how they want to help you with this and this and so on and so forth. And then you find out they're just trying to sell you into a program. It has nothing to do with what they originally put in the email. So it's very tricky. And there's a lot of those that go across even through social media. I mean, I don't know how many times people, including myself, have been spammed through LinkedIn where it's, you know what I mean? It's just, it's one of those things that it just drives me nuts when well, they're trying I to go through and say, oh, it was so good to connect with you. Have you done blah, 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 blah. And hey, I can help you with blah, blah, blah. I don't even know you, dude. Why, why are you selling to me already before I even have a chance to get to know you? All I have to say is hashtag. I got a program for that. Yeah. <laughs> I can help you with that. <laughs> I got I got a way to help you with that. Yep. yep I know. Yep. I know. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, but on that, all right, you 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 actually stated in here and and being the spammy 
as my company, we've set a new policy. We do not, no emails from now on. No emails will go out with a sales pitch in it yep, ever. I agree. No, I will not value. ask for money in, a, in an email ever again. Instead, it doesn't mean I don't sell with my emails. The call to actions instead is to send them to some page that gives them information, that gives them something before I ask for money. I all right. Totally so in other words, I've just put another. Value. Well, no, I, you know, I just put another step in my email process because it's so easy to send an email going, "Hey, I got an event this weekend. Buy a ticket." As opposed to now, I have to put some sort of middle training in to get you to buy the ticket to the event. Yep, I totally agree. And I, I did totally that. Agree. I well, no, no, I did that as a. I, I'm going to start separating myself from everyone else in the email space by not selling anywhere. And now I'll be able to say in my, um, when people sign up, my thank you page is going to say, by the way, you will never receive a sales pitch, a, a sales pitch email uh, from Tim Gillette Media, period. We do not sell in our emails. And must you say, I applaud you, sir, for that. Yeah. I do so, applaud which you. Which means I'm giving myself more work, but it has also given me a chance to prove more value to you before I ask for the money. Yeah, because you have to get to know the person. You can't mm -hmm. you can't just anticipate that they're going to look at an email and say, "Oh, well, let me sign up for this." It's not but, like uh, I've but, received a ton of others like this. Yeah, but but like I started doing my newsletter again. All right, a couple a couple months back, and on a weekly basis. Now, even my weekly newsletter that comes out on Sunday will not have a sales offer. It may suggest my events. Click here to sign up. It may suggest. My oh. podcast, click here to subscribe, but it will not say, hey, buy a ticket to my event. It's only $20. I won't do that in my emails anymore. And again, this was a decision I made. This is probably about, this is probably about a week and a half ago I decided this. Yeah. It's a smart decision. And I highly recommend others out there do the same thing. It's a smart, smart decision. I think the other thing too, and this isn't just necessarily an email etiquette. It's more like a management etiquette for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I tell mm -hmm. my clients this all the time. And that is... A lot of times people feel like if um, they're not getting on, back to them right away, that they get upset, like they're not seeing the email. So I always recommend that you put an automatic response to people and let them know that you check email from this time to this time. So that way they're not expecting you to answer them back right away. Now they're going to see that response and say, okay, they check email from between one and three. So if they don't get back to me until after that time, then I'll give them a call. Well, but this is part of, this is part of like, if someone's signing up for my newsletter list, all right, I have actually put my expectations in the thank you page and in the first email. Yeah. And that's where you explain it. Now I have a thing on my, on my emails, always every email that my automator spent sends or whatever, I have an open policy that you can hit the reply button and I will personally read it. Even if it's to my company email address, because I personally read all of them. And I learned that from Chris Brogan. The days that I answer it is like the day of my newsletter, I Sunday. I, 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 because I, it's my day off, I will answer almost all replies from my couch, from my phone. So almost all of them will say from an iPhone. But anyway. Yeah. But that's, a, it, it's a good way to set up your expectations up front with your yeah, client. It is. So they should know, they know because it's what it's yeah. Exactly. The other thing that drives me crazy is there's spell check out there and there's also Grammarly. So there's What's really that? no excuse not to have your stuff. What's that? <laughs> I'm just saying it just drives me nuts when it's like I get these emails and it's like, have they done a spell yeah. check on this? You can tell they type this quickly. And the one thing that I got that was really good advice uh, mm -hmm. in a writing class is that Make sure in the subject line you let people know exactly what you're expecting. I usually say either action required, review required, or response required. So that way they know, oh, okay, I have to act on this, so I have to look at it. Or they're expecting my response or review. Got to get to it. And they have the choice to look at it or not, but at least that way they know up front what I'm expecting from them. And, of course, you always want to make the email very short and sweet and bullet point things because if you're sending these long stories that are novels, people aren't going to read it. And then they're going to, you're going to come back and say, did you read my email? Yeah. All 16 pages of it. I uh, couldn't get through it. So what is it you need for me again? I, I, I'm not quite sure. Cause no, I no. was reading through and I have no idea. I have a friend, Rob Skiba. All right. He was on my podcast a couple of weeks ago and Rob Skiba and I go back to 2002. I think we met Rob and I, 
there was a joke with Rob. This is before like autom- automated email responders and stuff. Rob used to have this thing where he, where he would email us. And the first thing we would do was to check the bar on the side to see how small that was as to whether <laughs> we wanted to read it now or wait till yeah, later. How long you have to- well, we had Rob was writing, he was writing books in his email. Oh my you know? God. Yeah. Same this way was here. 2002. But no, he's a great guy. All right. And he really, that was like, it wasn't like he was a selling. He was just somebody who was going through a lot and he chose to use his life lessons to help you and everybody yeah. by yeah. telling you this is, and he, he's a Christian guy, so he wouldn't use this language, but he was like, this is the bullshit I'm going through. I don't know if you're going through it, but this is the bullshit I'm going through and this is how I fixed it. And you'd read that going, well, I'm dealing with that too. You know, that's the type of stuff. It was why he did it. Yeah, but and 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 like I said, and I've talked about that on this uh, about this on this show several times. Is you also want to make it for your scanners, highlight the things, bold the things out, so that when they're scanning through, they know exactly what you need from them and what it is that they're expected to do in regards to the action or review or whatever the case may be. Well, I expect a million dollars from them, but I just said I wouldn't put that in my email anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last one is don't be the one that always calls 911 on everything. And what I mean by that is your emergency is not everybody else's emergency. It drives me crazy when people will say, it's urgent. You need to get a hold of me. I will call somebody and say, what's the urgency? Well, this one thing isn't working. Can it wait till Monday? Well, of course it can. Then why is an urgency to do it? Why are you sending me an urgent email when it's not an urgency? Well, I didn't think you would see it if I didn't. My clients, my mastermind members and coaching clients have my cell phone number. They text me, hey, can I talk real quick? And that is the language they're to use. Hey, can I talk real quick? And if I'm available, I text them back and go, yes, call me right now. Or give me five minutes, I'll call you. Like I respond to it. But that's like clients have my personal cell phone number and they don't email if it's urgent. I agree. Totally agree. And that's something else you can set up with your auto reply. Again, set the uh, expectations up front. Yeah. Text message me and then I will get back to you as soon as I can. So that's another way of getting that out there. So uh, our next topic is is one that I have to say I, I struggle with a lot of times. And that is your business and personal goals. Are they actually attainable? And we talked about where Larry brought and brought up something that really stuck in my head. And that was when you're looking at your finances, which a lot of times people set their goals to, they don't set their goals to, and I've been guilty of this where they don't say, okay, I want this many clients or I want this, this to happen. And with podcasts or whatever the case, they say, I want to make $220,000 by the end of the year, da, 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 da. And that's their goal, but they don't look at it in such a way like Larry Broughton said, what is your bare minimum? That's what you need to worry about. And then the other comes along with it. And I think goals fall into that where you want to make them attainable and reachable so you don't get to that failure syndrome. But but it's kind of like that fine line. You also want to stretch yourself and stretch your limitations. So but, how do you make those goals so, so that so- way... Yeah, you know, that should be a defining point on that, uh, um, you know, Katrina, is if you're setting your goals for 2021, all right, and you reach you you, you, re- you reached your goals for the past five years in a row, you're setting your goals too low. Yeah. All right. And I've heard that said before. Um, and I actually had someone who, who who I actually thought about, you know, hiring as a coach. I had her speak at my event. She's a great mentor leader. And I asked her the question, you know what I mean? Because I ask everybody this question, when's, what's the last goal you missed? And she said, and I, there's a reason why I say that. She said, oh, I never miss my goals. I hit them every time. And I yeah. went, okay, I don't think you're the coach for me. And I'm like, whoa, number one, I asked that question because I want to know if you're real. Are you going to be real with me enough to tell me you failed? Because you have failed. Of course, we all, all have. Right? Yep. And number two, all right, if you're achieving your goals every time, well, that means you're not, that means you're not somebody who's stretching yourself. You're probably never going to stretch me. I agree. I totally agree. And, yeah. and, but part of that though, too, is that you don't want to get yourself into that failure syndrome where you've set up such high goals that now you're not attaining any of them. Well, I'm not. A, haven't but, set it up. 
Yeah, but I'm not a goal-driven person either. I am a person who writes down my goals and then I concentrate on my habits to get the goals, not the goals themselves. The goals are written down on a piece of paper and that's where they, they're at until I go check myself to see if I've achieved them. My yeah. habits are what I work on every day. My habits are the things I focus on. Okay, did I do my to-do list today? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And, and and part of that, I think we all have ways of setting that up. And I know there's one that um, Sandra Yancey for me, women talks about all the time. And I think you have to, regardless of what somebody's telling you to put together for your goals, you have to see what works best for you. And I think last time you were talking about how you have your vision. Yeah. And that's your vision, your main vision. And then anything you need to do to get to that vision is what your goals are pretty much because that vision, that big vision is what you have and what do you need to get there? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So the so, vision, well, the vision d dictates my habits, what I'm yeah. doing to reach that vision. My dictates, my habits are, yeah, yeah. My vision dictates whether I go to an event or not, whether, I mean, it's, it's what am what am I, what are the goals? Cause the goals are set, the vision set. So I get an invite. Well, for instance, there's an invite for me to go to a seminar this weekend it's something I want to learn, but right now it's not part of my vision and I have other tasks I need to do for my vision. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'll watch the virtual one because I can have that one playing while I'm working on things. I think that's the hardest part too, when you're doing your, when you're doing your goals or you're mm -hmm. setting them and trying to get to that. A lot of times we allow distractions, which is one of the things that I struggle with as well is we allow distractions to get in our way. You've got client stuff you're working on, you're, you're working all day, you're working all week and you had these things set up that you were going to work on and you have them on your calendar, but then you're like, yeah, but I have all this work that's piling up. So I better get this done first. Then I'll get to that. And then pretty soon it gets pushed to the next week and then the next week and then the next week until you know it three months down the road, you're like, shit, I didn't get any of that done. And then you really start beating yourself up. At least that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Beat yourself up because you didn't get it done. So I think that's the hardest part is getting those distractions and, and out of it, the equation. And what do those distractions look like? In fact, I, I always recommend that you have a kind of a page of tickers mm -hmm. and you put down things of, of the main distractions, email, phone calls, whatever. And you tick off each time those distractions come up and then realize where, what is really distracting you the most and how can you take that away so that now you can attain those goals and those tasks that you need to get to that goal without having that distraction coming up on a constant basis or distracting you. Because sometimes mm -hmm. we have to take that away because it's too hard for us to sit down and look at it and go, I, I, I got to answer this. I got to answer this. I got to answer this. Well, we don't. We really the only don't. thing you have to do is pay taxes and die. Yeah. <laughs> well, I refuse to do the last one, or maybe the first one either. I think I actually I think we should all, personally, I think we should all not pay our taxes and see what happens. <laughs> Tim's not pay, going there not because Tim's, taxes strike. <laughs> yeah. Tim's not going That's there. All right. Topic. Yeah, the last time I touched on topics like this, Tim got banned for Facebook. From yeah, that's days. another topic altogether. We don't want the IRS to come after us. It's a law teacher. I don't have to worry about the IRS. I got Joe. I got Joe Dutara doing my books. <laughs> but I mean, part of the goals too is you got to chunk them down to make them easy and attainable. And what and Sandra Yancey, the way she does it, she says make five goals for the year, and then chunk five? those down into okay. your quarterly actionable items, then your monthly milestones, your weekly deliverables, and then your daily actions. And I would even add to that, I think that when you're doing those daily actions, you just do three at a time. Because if you do more than five, I think sometimes it's too daunting. Mm -hmm. So if you mm -hmm. can set it up so that you're doing three and you complete those each day, I mean, that's a win right there. That's in my isn't, book. Isn't there a, um, isn't, isn't there uh, you know, a study somewhere that shows that like three is a magic number. If you have more than three things on your to-do list, all right, there's a chance you're not going to accomplish them. But if you put three things on your to-do list and you get those three done, then you make a new to-do list of three yep. and you do it in increments of three. And that will exactly. actually help you, help you to get the jobs, help you accomplish things more often. Is that true? 
That's very true. In fact, science has proven that as humans, when we're given a choice, if we're given any more than three, we have a really hard time trying to make that choice. So for instance, if you're going and you're having a new house built and you're going through all the tile and they show you all these array of tiles, you're having a hard time deciding. So you have to, to break it down into your top three. And then when you can decide between those top three, it makes it that much easier because when we have too much in front of us, we have a tendency, like we've talked about, stall and just do nothing because it's too overwhelming. So yeah, three, I three, think I'll just I think I'll just wait to decide number. on that. Yep, three is that magic number, and that's what you should do with anything. Yeah. Three, three, do it in threes, three couples, three, threesome, three. <laughs> just kidding. There we go again. Already, we're gonna have a threesome. <laughs> yes, I went there. I went there. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help myself. <laughs> hey, at the rate we're going, I'm going to have to go get Janet on this podcast to keep <laughs> you in line. But I mean, the biggest thing when you're making your goals and you're doing your goals, the most important part, too, is to reward yourself. And that's one thing I'm guilty of, too, is we don't reward ourselves enough. Even if you've gotten one goal accomplished, go out and have your favorite Starbucks frothy drink and say, this is my reward for getting that goal done. But I only have one Starbucks drink a day now. <laughs> or you can buy yourself something on Amazon. Buy yourself a little a little tidbit that you've been wanting to get. It's a reward. Figure out what that reward system looks like. And reward yourself on a daily basis on all those things that you're... Remember, what was her name that was in Craig's uh, mastermind that had the juicy jar? You remember the juicy jar girl? No, I don't. Juicy jar. I do not. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, she had this thing because it was about that idea that basically you if you if you uh, accomplish something, you got to pull something out of uh, pull a, a paper out of a jar that told you something you got to do. Very cool. It was a great concept, and I remember when she was I, I don't think she's even in the mastermind anymore. I've not seen her in years, but yeah. I remember what she came up with in a mastermind when we were at years and years ago, like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see what Robert wrote? <laughs> I had to get it exciting, Robert. I couldn't help myself. I had to put that zinger in there. So <laughs> Okay, I think, you know what I mean, that topic and the word exciting is probably not a good combination to use right now. <laughs> I'm just saying I went there, my brain went there, sorry. So so the seminar that I attended last night and I was going to go to this weekend, all right, is a real estate company. It's real estate education and mentorship uh, and, and community, right? And the name of the company is Lifestyles Unlimited. And the guy who was doing the presentation goes... It's lifestylesunlimited.com, not, not lifestyles.com. <laughs> anyway. We're here all night. Hey, waiters and waitresses. <laughs> the business G spot has really gone viral. <laughs> yes, I went there again. <laughs> Oh my God, we are gonna. You know what? We are gonna get in such trouble with this. I can see this now. Sorry. All right. X-rated. Sorry. So before we move on to our next one here, all right. I think it's that time of the hour. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. I got tags for this now. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, where is it? Guess what time it is? Tip of the week. Tip of the, Tip week. Week. Tip of the week. I know. I, I made all these cool banners to put in, and I forgot to go do. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway. We're working on it. We are a work in progress, as you can see. <laughs> we are. But that's what makes a podcast fun is, is we actually make the experience. But you have a website tip this week, correct? I do, which kind of ties into our email piece. And that is if you really want people to sign up for your newsletter or your email campaign, there's a couple ways you can do that. First of all, um, you want to have more than one sign up form in your website. So on one page, you might have it. And then on another page, you might have it. But of course, you have to tie it in with the content. So it makes sense. But that way you give your um, audience another option to sign into that. The other one, too, is you also want to promote it through your social media through posts. So in other words, talk a little bit about it and then 
put the link, you want to read more about this, you know, check out my blog on my website or whatever the case may be. And then at that point or my newsletter and pointed it to that. So it's another way to get people interested. And then also you want to talk about it on your podcast and interviews and how you have all this value in your newsletter and what you can do to help them with this. But show the exclusivity. You got to sign up to be part of it. You got to sign up to get this. But by throwing those little tidbits out there, you get people's interest. And now they're going to start following you more with your newsletter. But like we said, don't be spammy or salesy. That's my tip of the week. Oh, oops. I knew I screwed that one up. <laughs> Woo! Wait, am I an LSD or what? What's going on? I know. We're, we're, we're tripping now today, baby. We're I'm tripping, tripping, tripping. Well, the, the tip I was going to give. I already gave my tip of the week, dude. What's your tip? You got to go back to town. <laughs> Here I am. Here I am. All by myself. We already did our tip. Up, up, up. I screwed up on my, my computer. It went, went bloop. Yep. Like, oh! Now, where's your tip there, mister? Okay, so my tip of the week is content tip of the week I've learned is so many people are talking about AI right now. And I'm testing out some of these artificial intelligence apps that are out there. And as of right now, as of right now, my opinion on AI is you should use it to create your outlines, but not your stories. Yeah. Your stories and your content need to be personal, guys. Personal stories. Something that you experienced or that you have firsthand or secondhand experienced that you can talk about to relate to the topics that you're trying to help and create. This idea of, hey, let me just create generalized stories. Sounds good, but you're now going to be put into a mass of websites, a mass of blogs, a massive place of content that is just like everybody else. What makes your content unique is you. That's my tip of the week. Yay. Good tip. Good tip. Yeah. Good tip. Thank you, sir. As always. Wait a minute, we have another subject here. What, which one are we going to do next? Uh, do you want to do the climate change or would you like to do Google? Yeah, let's climate change it, baby. Let's change right. the climate well, because we well, are climate. I'm just because... going to be personal here. And I, I know there's a lot of people out there that say climate change, eh, it's not real. It doesn't exist, blah, blah, blah. And I'm personal one that I believe that we as humans cannot put all that stuff out there in the ozone and everything else and blindly sit back and say it's not affecting the earth. It's not affecting the way storms are coming at us stronger and more and, and more fiercely. So I truly believe in it. And I found this article that I thought was a way out there in regards to this. And what it is, is there are scientists at Purdue University that are working on what it's called a re redactive cooling paint, where it's the whitest of white so that it reflects the sun. And the whole point of it is to cool your house so that you use less air conditioning. And it's, and the, the goal behind this and the reason they started this in the first place is because right now our air conditioners, when we're using them nonstop, especially during the hot, hot season that a lot of people are seeing triple digits and they've never seen in their area, it puts 28% of the world's total green gas emissions out there. It's 28% mm -hmm. of it. And as we found too, we have rolling blackouts, the grids go down. Uh, because it can't handle the strain on it because we're not used to having the heat. As we know, things are heating up in some areas and things are starting to cool down in other areas. So I just thought this was like way out of the box thinking. Yeah, but but I, you know, I mean, one of the things that you brought up in there is is what it's white paint. I don't want white paint. What, seriously, I'm. Uh, what if I don't want white? Are they going to make this in? in uh, are, no, are they going to make this in other colors? I'm serious because that's I my have, biggest concern. At this point, they're looking at just the yeah. white because mm -hmm. it reflects the sun. Yeah. And as we know, all the other colors they haven't worked on at that point. They're just trying to prove that, that they can do it. White of white reflects the sun, and right now they've proven it reflects it by ninety eight point one percent. That's pretty oh. darn good, and. 
it's, and you know, we, I know we have double pane windows and we have screening out there that helps take, you know, cuts the sun rays coming in. And there's a lot of things we can do, but I just thought this was really fascinating considering that it's something that I never thought about. And yeah, I know we want color in our world and I can see that. Why would you want white? It's all mm -hmm. vanilla. Why white everything? But I mean, if you think about it, if you look at Greece and all the white um, was the buildings they've got out there, a lot of them are all white and they yeah. look so pristine and clean. But that's the key. Can you keep that white clean? Can you keep your White House clean? <laughs> we can't keep the White House clean. Come on, look at the dirt that's been in there over the past 16 years. I just thought this was a great bum, way bum, bum. of coming up with a great, a solution for something that we're dealing with on a regular basis. Cause look at, I mean, Utah has seen triple digits they've never seen before in regards to heat, New York and a bunch of other places that is. Well, I personally yeah. think New York and California should burn, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> you're getting out. So once you're out, yeah, once you're out. Don't say that yet. <laughs> yeah. I, still have, I still have a few friends who haven't gotten smart yet. You know what I mean? You know, some, some friends are smart. They got it on the market, but other people are still not smart yet. No. If you live in California, I am not picking on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, some of the things that you say on that is, you know what I mean? I get it because uh, I have a black, uh, I have black cars. All right. I love, I loved my black truck with my black interior in Texas. And when I get into it, it is it's hot. hot. It's now I have my car is in the garage because my wife is afraid that, uh, you know, it'll get hailed on. So she puts her old car outside and my new car inside. Anyway, that's an argument between me and my wife. Uh, but in the meantime, it's not as hot because of what's coming in. You know what I mean? The, 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 the sun rays coming in. Uh, yeah. but you know that, uh, I love, you know, black cars. I love, I love black. Look at the color I have on. Come on. Yes. I'm a dark the sun, colored guy. The sun just, it, it, when it goes on black. Mm -hmm. Black just sucks it up. And now, now inside my house, again, like I have all solar screening and stuff like that. So like, you know, I mean, it really, really takes care of some weird reflections coming into my house. Yeah. Um, well, hey, puppy dogs. Um, my old condo was second floor. So I had uh, the solar tint and solar screens. And I'm going to tell you that kept that second floor really cool. Yes. So. It helps a lot. And it's amazing how just by changing the color of your house even can help keep it cool. I know on our, um, sorry about that, on our house that we just painted and so forth, we our house, the sun faces um, in the backyard, which is our where our bedroom is and so forth. And it gets hot there. And so when you feel when you feel the wall itself, and our color is very mild, it's not that dark, you can feel how hot it gets. So I just thought this was an interesting concept, if you think about it, and it gets hot. And My walls don't feel hot at all. <laughs> well, it's not too hot out in California today. Yay. I don't know. But, I have, but, I, but, but most people can't tell what color my walls are anymore, so. <laughs> I learned I accent mean, lighting makes all the difference. It makes perfect the sense. I mean, if you're going to have white paint and you're putting it out there. So I, and like you said, it would be kind of a vanilla world and where would all our color come right. from? Here, but, here, everybody can see my colors now. Ready? That's my actual color. Wow. Oh, put them back on. Put them back on. I like the other colors yeah. better. Yay. Much better. But you know what? I have to say though, Tim, I'm surprised that your colors aren't blue and orange or blue and green. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I see purple back there. Hold on. Hold on. We need a change. There we go. I'm trying That's to better. I have orange. Do you have orange? I don't. Blue's good. There's blue and green. Blue. That's blue and green. And now, my, now I'm blind from seeing the damn thing. Anyway. Wait, where are you? Where did you go? I can't uh, see you. But I also yeah, have this other things where I can actually, I mean, yeah, I have this thing where I can auto do it, do it auto and it, it blends. I do like the lights in the background. Very clever. See, it just goes back and forth. 
Wow, psychedelic. Do you feel like you guys are in a disco disco room and you all we need is the music on? Anyway. Yeah, but the problem is is they're very they're very the lights I have are designed for um for like like events to have like bright uh, on your curtains or wall. They're yeah. not designed to, to to so like when I stare at them to do that, like it blinds me for a couple minutes. Yeah, they're pretty bright. They're LED, but they're very bright. Well, you can see my lovely background. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mine's not set up yet. It's getting there. It'll be there soon once we get out of the house and sold and into our temporary digs and so on and so forth. So look forward to that. We shall see. See what happens. So do you have any questions whatsoever, sir? In regards to this, I mean, don't you believe in climate change or are you totally? Well, I'm not going to say I don't believe in it. All right. But I am going to say that I believe that, um, that, that what we need to do with climate change is each one of us needs to accept our own responsibility for what we believe. I agree. So here's what I mean by that, guys. And that is if you feel that the if you feel that there's things that are affecting planet, then you need to change your habits. After you change your habits, all right, then you can suggest it to others to change their habits. But I, I think when it comes to climate change, and this is the problem I've had with it on a political and, 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 and news type level is we have too many people who are telling us that we need to change and they are not setting the example first. Or they're not even changing. Yes, they're not changing. And that, no. ladies and gentlemen, is the problem with anything like that is – if you personally believe that this is an issue, number one, change your own personal habits and what you do. If I believed that alcohol was bad for people, I would not have alcohol in my house. You know what I mean? If I believed that, that you know what I mean, something is wrong, I'm going to change the things in my world before I go out and start asking people to change their world. All right? And that is where true climate change needs to be taken care of is start with your own backyard, ladies and gentlemen. I agree. Fix your climate, all right? And then make suggestions for the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Well, I think part of my climate control is that, and this is another thing that I have a hard time with, is our electronics. In regards to our phones, we're constantly buying new phones and then going out and throwing them away. And they're not being recycled. They're just, we don't care where they go. We just want another new I phone. I don't so throw them personally, out. Personally, yeah. This my is my personal, old one. I still have it. <laughs> my personal way of doing it is I'm not just going to go buy another new phone because there's a new phone out there. I'm not yeah. buying a new phone unless my phone's no longer working. And then there are, there are places out there that you can donate your phone to for emergency purposes, for um, battered women, or you can donate your phone to, and they take it apart and make other things. I mean, personally, I'd, that's my way of kind of giving back is I don't feel like we have to get all this electronic stuff over and over again, just to throw it away. I, I used, I usually sell mine to tell you the truth on eBay. Well, I do or, that or too. Craigslist. Do I that just, too. I kind of sell them and just, and somebody else takes over and uses them. Yeah. Um, and you know what I mean? Uh, but I, I, I like, I think they're the, like the, you know, I know a new iPhone comes out every year. I usually, I think mine is a 10 right now. I think I have a 10, maybe an 11. I don't even know which one I have right now. Um, I think my wife has the, like the newest one. Like, and you always tell, like, I, whatever is the newest, well, the newest thing is 12. I think she has. I have always the generation before hers. Yeah. All right. Until, uh, like, I'll do, I'll buy it and I'll go through almost three years before I'll get another one because I do, I use less and less apps on my phone now. Well, and the thing it. that people don't understand, too, is for the longest time, we were selling a lot of our electronics off to China because yeah. they were taking them apart and so forth. But we have so many that they have, it's too much. Yeah. And now they're just sitting in these landfills and causing more issues. So it's it's one of those that I I personally, that's my way of giving back. And part of it, too, is our water consumption. I don't take long showers. I don't, you know. That's part of giving back too, as part of the climate because of the water. Yeah. We're in a drought. So, and we've got a landscaping that's low, low end water where it's a drippers. They drip for a certain time and then they're off. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, like Tim said, there's ways that we can start in our own backyards. And those are pieces of that. 
it's just a matter of making that decision. How much do we want to be part of the problem or the solution? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like so, with anything. It, it starts with personal choice. So, yep. Yep. All right. Our last subject that we have up here for today, I think we got what, about 15 minutes left, is this is a good one you brought up. All right. Is Google Docs versus Office 365. Office 365. Now, I, I, before we even start to do the comparison, which one do you have? I, well, I've used both, but I have Office 365. Yeah, so do I. And I've used so, both. And, so, and <laughs> no, but funny story before we go into it is uh, we have Office 365 because I get it, all right? And 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 you can have, I think, five family members or something onto it, right? Yeah. So my I get, it, I get it, and then my company pays for it, and then my wife uses it on her company computer. And... Her company computer. She actually owns her her computer. She bought the laptop, but she adapts into her her uh, her office desktop because she yeah. can travel and carry. But she owns the laptop. She bought it a year ago when she was starting a new job. And then we had to put uh, you know one of my Office three sixty five one of my accounts on there so she can use Office Suite. So Monday or maybe it was Tuesday. I forget. I think it was Tuesday. She calls me. She goes, Tim, I've got this blue screen of death, and it's asking me for some something for my my Microsoft, all right? And I need you to get it for me. So I'm going through all of like this Office 365 stuff, all my Microsoft stuff, and I can't find where to get this key that's needed, right? Finally, I do, you know what I mean? I Google the key. What is this key, all right? And where do I get it? And I find out it has to do with her operating system. Yep. Not her Microsoft Office. Nope. So after I spent two and a half hours trying to find this, I call her back and I said, by the way, it's related to your, uh, you know what I mean, to, to your operating system. Oh, so she has to call Microsoft real quick and get the key to op, because I mean, because it comes to her computer. But yep. it's like the computer's down. She goes, oh my God. She said, did you lock me out? I'm like, no. <laughs> She, the whole time she's like, it's you. You locked me out. I'm like, no, I did not. Anyway. Well, I do have to say that between the two, I know a lot of people use Google Docs because, and I will admittedly admit this, that Office 365 can be very convoluted mm -hmm. and can be um, at times difficult to manage because if, if, the problem with Office 365 to a certain degree is you have one account that you make, but mm -hmm. if you forget what that account is and then you make another account, now you've confused Office 365 and they're saying, well, which one do you want to use? This one or yeah. this one? And you don't know which one is your main one or you haven't written it down or you've gotten, and, and it can be, and the problem is, is they cannot marry the two. Yeah. They cannot take this, and this, and then say, well, we'll just. Well, you marry can't marry two no Google problem. accounts either, though, because no, I'm dealing with that. Yeah, I, I'm dealing with that with Google because uh, I had my original Rocker Life Coach stuff was all set up in Google by my oldest stepson, who was into Google all, everything at the time. Yeah. Now he's not, and we still, till this day, cannot access all of my original Rocker Life Coach stuff to go in and change it. Yeah. That's why I created a new YouTube channel. Yep. Yeah. And and Google is, I mean, for the most part, it's free. It's starting to charge for things as you'll start to see as time goes by because it's a business. They have to make money. And part of the way they make their money is through advertising and promotions and vendors and that type of thing that they deal with. But for the most part, a lot of people use Google because it's familiar. It's something that you can get into easily. But what people don't realize about Google, too, is if you read the small fine print, as long as you're using their doc and I think it's called docs and spread for the spreadsheets um, and sheets for Excel, it's housed on their server. And guess what? It's theirs. They own it. Mm -hmm. So that means if they decide tomorrow to transfer over to a completely new server or just take that server down, you don't have that information. It's not yours. So I always recommend that if you're going to use Google for your docs and spread and sheet and so forth and put your information on there, that you house it on your own external drive yeah. and make sure that you have it there. You can have it in both places, but you should always have it there because they own it all. 
in their terms and conditions, that's what they say. Our servers, what goes on our servers, we own. Yep. Whether it's yours or not, it's theirs because it's their server. And legally, so, uh, they have that right. Yeah. Now, now, um, I've never been. I mean, the only thing I have, I think, is I think I have a Google phone number, but I've not been a fan of all the Google stuff that comes out because many of it. Do you remember in 2013 when they Google was going to do their own? Was it called Google Plus that they were going to do their own social media network? And it was everybody. Yes, it was the talk. Well. It was the talk at Blog World that year. That's all everybody talked about. And I said in 2013, it won't stick. It'll go. Yep. It'll be gone in three years. And I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, within three years, it was gone. And yeah. it's just that that you know when when people look at me and they say, I mean, they they. Some Christian friends of mine joke with me all the time that my Christian uh, uh, spiritual gift is prophecy. And that's not like I can see the future. It is no, I can see the common sense of things and going, okay, this is what's going to measure up to this, and this is what's going to happen. This one's going to go away. Yeah. I can look at that. That's not going, oh, I can predict the future. No, that's going, okay, when you can actually see the black and white of what's going to work and what's not going to work, that's where I've seen that. And I've seen Google Plus come out with that. Before that, it was Google Hangouts. Before that, it was Google Voice. Yeah. All right. I remember I used Google Voice with my brother. And as soon as Skype came out, Google Voice kind of went, right? Yeah. Skype is now owned by Microsoft. Yep. All right. And it's um, kind of going, Neh. yeah, it is. All right. Because now everybody's going to Zoom. Yep. Right. We can use Zoom. All right. To do all this stuff. So why do we need that? So some people are going to come up with a better ideas out there. And Google has come up with so many ideas. They try it to see what sticks, but they never keep it. For instance, remember the Google gla Google Glasses? Yeah. They were the hottest thing. And I know people who dished out three, four, five grand, and they stood in line for days to get them. Yep. And they're nowhere And they're around useless around. now. Yep. Nowhere right? around. Yep. You know, that's where you look at this stuff. So, you know, I mean, Google, uh, Google Docs, uh, you know what I mean? I'm not a fan of using something like that. Where, where I'm storing my stuff somewhere else, I'm a huge fan of storing my stuff on my hard drives. I agree. I agree. Which is why and this then, computer is still sitting over here waiting for a hard drive to come out of it. Yeah. And the other thing that I really like about Microsoft um, Office 365 is that I truly believe that they're more secure than Google. Because Gmail, I can't tell you how many times people have had their Gmail accounts hacked, um, uh, gotten uh, uh, somebody's gotten a hold of it whatever the case may be it's very rare does it does happen but it's rare that somebody gets a hold of somebody's outlook email account and and starts to hack into that it, it's rare because the thing is is people say well microsoft has viruses and da, 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 da. but what people don't understand is that microsoft has been around for so long the reason why they have viruses is because they know all about it they're the ones that, believe it or not, Apple is going to, the United States is going to when it comes to cyber attacks because they know more about it than anybody. And so that's one of the main reasons I stick with them. Granted, they have their ups and downs just like anything. But I think when you're looking at both Google Docs and Office 365, it's a matter of what works best for you and your team. And mm -hmm what's going to be the easiest for them to get onboarded with and learn. And so I think that's when you make that decision. It's not necessarily the Google and the office war. It's just what's going to work best for you. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm an office 365 person, but I've used both and they're very doable. And the nice thing about Google's Google in, in a sense is that you don't have to really pay for anything until you get to that point that you start to get G Suite, which Robert had mentioned. Now, once you get G Suite, of course, now you have a lot more options and it mm -hmm. extends things in in a different way for your business, which is what they're trying to yeah. They're trying to make Office 365 go away so that it's Google everything. And I really, truly don't believe that's going to happen. But well, the things that I use on, on Office 365, truthfully, is... Word documents, spreadsheets, Excel yep. sheet, wow. and PowerPoints. Yep. I have a Mac and I have figured out how to use numbers, keynote, and pages. So yeah. I can automatically go and then the files will go between the two. That's the neat thing yes. is because they're yes. the same file. I've already learned that if I've got to learn something new, I will learn it. Now, 
for years, and I do mean years, I used Outlook for my calendars. Years I used Outlook. When I was switched to Apple products, I learned, you know, I learned the Apple calendar. And I I love it because of the fact that, well, one of the things that I worked with that I learned to learned was integration. When yeah. I worked for the IT company in 2009, 2008, 2009, that's one of the things they did with Microsoft is they integrated everybody's stuff. So like your phone integrated with your computer integrated. So basically the idea behind what they did, and this is 2008, was 90% of their clients didn't have to have a computer system. It was all stored on their server. Yep. And I basically could, our, our clients could access their stuff from any laptop in the country with an internet connection. And that's why they did it. Well, that synchronization that they did is when I got my first Apple products, like, oh my God, it's synchronized. So I started getting, I got happy on Apple products. But getting caught on, like, you know, uh, the Office 365, I use a couple programs that are adaptable to that. I use, like, the mileage IQ, which is to keep tracks my mileage and everything, yeah. what's business, what's personal. All right. That's one of the things I like with it. It connects in there. Um, I'm able to use PowerPoint. I create most of my PowerPoints in, um, in Microsoft's PowerPoint. So, um, but when you come down, you look at the two of them, Microsoft and Google, who came first? Microsoft. Microsoft. Okay. I mean, and here's the here's the thing that people don't understand, especially people that haven't been around long enough in the computer industry, is that um, when we first, at least when I first started with computers, it was DOS-based. It was not Windows-based. So when Windows came out, which is part of Microsoft, you've got Windows, you've got the Office Microsoft Suite, and there's so many things within the Microsoft Office suite that people don't utilize, which is access, which is a, a CRM that mm -hmm. people don't utilize. That is, it's a very powerful CRM. There's also, um, it, it's publisher, which is, but you know, you've got Canva now. So I'm not sure publisher is going to be around much longer just because of that, mm -hmm. but it's another way to make flyers and banners and that type of thing as well. And I noticed, too, that with Microsoft, they're realizing that people want royalty-free images because they were getting in trouble. So now they're, they've gone in and done a marriage with some of those royalty-free uh, companies that are out there. And now yeah. they're allowing you to utilize that right in their, their um, platform instead of having to go in and out. So, Do you, do you think maybe there's a merger coming of, of Canva and Microsoft? Oh, I I guarantee you probably. You think you think that that's going to be a yeah. merger? I like talk about they already bought LinkedIn. Yeah. And they bought lynda.com. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're the powerhouse for businesses. They really are. And that's what that's their main goal is to be the powerhouse for businesses, whether they're small business entrepreneurs or big businesses. That's their main goal. What is and, what is and what yeah, I mean, you you what is what is the two main things you use uh Microsoft 365 for? I use, uh, just like you, I use Word and PowerPoint a lot and Excel, mm -hmm. but I also utilize Access and Publisher just because I have clients sometimes that will ask about it and I like mm -hmm. to know how all of these things work. So I'm not yeah. just sitting there going, yeah, I've never used it. I don't know. We'll have to see. But yeah, I'm I not mean, using the Excel sheets because I'm, again, I, I use very little Excel sheets because I use everything in numbers now. So, but yeah. the nice thing about Office, though, too, that it integrates well, that if you're using Excel spreadsheet, you can pull it into a Word document with no problem. And you can also do tables in that Word document and pull it over to Excel with no problem and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So they've made it very interchangeable where before it wasn't. And also they've made it easy to share things because they also have the OneDrive which is their cloud source. Mm -hmm. And um, I have part of that part of that's part of my package because I buy it by a year yeah. and I, I, and I don't even use that. So yeah. yeah. And it's, it's so cheap and there's a lot of people out there that sell it. There's GoDaddy that sells it. There's a lot of other vendors out there that sell office 365 to their clients and then they get a kickback. But the most you'll spend is like $10 a month for it. And you get this whole array of things that you can utilize for your business. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so, so that's just yeah. my tip on it <laughs> interesting 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 guess what time it is i know we're at the top of the hour it's hard to believe 
<laughs> that time we have to close our show, ladies and gentlemen. So yay! Thanks for joining us, Robert. Robert, we thank you, uh, Robert. Uh, we've got a couple of people joining today, so uh, you know what I mean. Uh, you know, by the way, if and you come onto our show, Robert. do us a favor. Every week when you come on our show, at least say hi like Robert does, so that we can acknowledge you and bring you up on screen. All right, and let people know who you are, and we yeah. do appreciate you. So, uh, Katrina, your website to tell everybody, all of our listeners. Oh, it is kgwebsitedesigns.com. Cool. And go sign up for my newsletter, timgillette.com. If you haven't signed up for it already, go sign up for my newsletter and see what I do as I write every week now. Every week I write a newsletter. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we will be back next week yep. with the Business G-Spot. I'm Tim Gillette. And I'm Katrina Garcia. Have a great yeah, weekend. Man. Bye.